Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. And Dave. Click, 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 click. On this episode, we'll be discussing Minute 20 of Jurassic World. Dave, before we get to that, over at JurassicPedia.com, uh, there's a big article here uh, written by yourself. Um, the Integrated Behavioral Raptor Intelligence Study, Project Ibris. The Ibris pro- uh, project is something interesting, and we really don't get anything about it from... Uh, from the first movie despite it kind of being the focus of the movie we get some discussion of it from uh viral media from the masrani site and that's where kind of a lot of this information initially came from is from there because it's not even mentioned the iris project was a kind of attempt to not just behaviorally but genetically alter the raptors as well is basically taking some of the earlier design or earlier iterations that Ingen had already completed, like the ones that we've seen from the first two movies, and attempting to kind of create a more docile version of them. And some of the photos that were released on the um, Ingen or on the Masrani site, the backdoor site, was of well, recolored photoshops of the um, Jurassic Park 1 raptors. And so, they, I mean, for example, you get two in here that are kind of brown. You get one in here that's kind of like a purplish brown gray with this little hint of a bluish stripe, kind of like a early prototype to blue. Mm-hmm. And it's remarked as rejected because it was too aggressive. Same as the other... The other two that they show you here, they show one that's orange that looks like it could almost be a um, a male that was rejected for being too aggressive. And another one that's kind of like the last one, but more of a brighter blue with a dark blue stripe, again, too aggressive. And so it was kind of this genetic attempt that to breed the... Um, the <clears throat> Uh, aggression out of the uh, velociraptors. And we kind of get Owen kind of discuss it a bit more in some of those uh, videos that Maisie watches in Fallen Kingdom where he talks about how the first three or the first three successful attempts that they had gotten, Charlie, Delta, and Echo, 
had been had they didn't really show as much intelligence or remorse as Blue did, which was really kind of the biggest success story of the Ibris project. Blue had this kind of concern or care that you might find in say a wolf puppy. You are able to as they showed in the video in Fallen Kingdom when he when Owen pretended to show weakness, Charlie jumped him. And she, Charlie was, I, I think it was Charlie, or it was one of them. She was, I think, called a survivor from the second group or something like that. But yeah, she was um, one of the ones that showed the uh, more desirable traits than I guess the other, the rest of the batch that was bred and presumably destroyed for being too aggressive or unpredictable. Yeah, it sort Blue of was sorry. Go, I was just going to quickly say it's sort of interesting there that if she's the oldest, it's we see this a lot of times where something's mm-hmm. created and they're trying to recreate it again and not being able to get back whether Blue was more of a fluke or something something matched that they needed to but they weren't exactly mm-hmm. aware of what what exactly they did to to get her to um, which I suppose adds to how more important she is going into Fallen Kingdom, where they want her and what she what she is, and not so much making their own version for the Indominus for the Raptor. I think Blue Owen calls her in those videos the latest version so much, and that when Owen pretended to show. Uh, kind of weakness when he bent over, exposed his neck, and pretended to cry, Blue showed intrigue and kind of uh, wanting to connect versus wanting to eat and attack. It showed that she was displaying instincts beyond just eat, poop, live, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you get with... Like, for example, most babies, they human babies, they have very primal instincts. Their only, their only instinct is to eat, poop, and live. They don't they really show anything beyond that. And so that's where Owen realized that if he got Blue on his side, she would be the bridge that would get the other raptors on his side. And so... We see some interesting things later on in this in this scene that we're going to be covering in the next couple of minutes because Blue seems to be the only one that truly has that mutual respect thing going on, and the rest of the Raptors follow her lead, not yeah. Owens. Yep. Yep. And this is all sort of this is all sort of brought up all the way back, and we've talked about version numbers and that before with that conversation mm-hmm. between Wu and Hammond about. <laughs> Some of these animals are just too dangerous. <laughs> we got to we got to we got to dumb them down a bit for our own safety or safety of the guests. But yeah, and so <clears throat> Project Ibris was kind of so-so a success. Vic Hoskins, who commissioned it, obviously saw it as a, as a success and wanted to start performing field tests, such as um, releasing the raptors to fight the Indominus and Masrani quickly shot that down. He's like, absolutely not. That's not (laughs) happening. And of course, when Masrani died, it happened anyway. And you could say it was a success because if they weren't facing the Indominus, it probably would have worked. The only reason it didn't was because the Indominus figured out a way to communicate with the raptors that turned them against the handlers, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that, 
But see, that's the other thing too. Going after Indominus wasn't what they were created for. Mm-hmm. But that could also explain why the sort of the Raptors seem a bit more docile or whatever here in, in this <laughs> film, and not so not so manic and wild like what we see in the Lost World and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were basically genetically bred to be specifically in in more or so in Hoskins' mind, animals of war, but more to be docile kind of um castrated versions of the raptors if you uh, that we saw in the first two movies if you will yeah yep yeah and we can talk about the whole training and what mm-hmm. they want to train them to do uh, next minute because we might have a third voice on there to uh, discuss that with us but well another thing that's interesting about this pro- not just this project about blue as well is there does seem to be limits to her compassion and kind of memory recognition, not not so much recognition of a person, but recognition of a pack companion. Because in um, Fallen Kingdom, the first time we see Blue and we see Owen try to communicate with her, he's doing the clicky button thing, and he throws... uh, like a chicken chicken leg or something at her. And she it just kinda she doesn't react. It hits her in the snout and growls at her. She she did it so the training doesn't seem to have this kind of it doesn't it's not like a dog where you or you train them when they're a puppy and it sticks. It's she she has the potential to return to being feral, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, I say that scene is more of where the hell are you but or you left me, but uh, yeah and it's sort of, we don't get to see what the outcome of that would have been because, of course, Ted Levine mm-hmm. turns up and tranks up <laughs> or shoots. But, um... So it's interesting because at a later point in the film, the more she spent time with him when they're, when she's doing the surgery, when Owen's there for the surgery, it does seem that he is able to kind of reconnect with her before and then fully form a kind of bond with her that, that he had before before releasing her back into the um, Pacific Northwest. Hmm. So now she's uh, camper's problem. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Now they just have to just think about bears and cougars. Now they got raptors. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that makes the situation a whole lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, anything else on Ibris you want to discuss? Uh, No, we'll we'll continue bringing up this project uh, throughout this movie. Yeah, because I mean, it, it does play, despite never being named, it does play a significant role in this movie. Yeah. You should have spent a day at the beach, get some sun. Uh, right. So marketing thought we could offset some of the costs. Ah, uh, enough selling- about cost. John Hammond entrusted me with his dying wish, and not once did he mention profits. Spare no expense, he used to say. I appreciate that, but um, the reality of operating a theme park requires... Don't forget why we built this place, Claire. Jurassic World exists to remind us how very small we are, how new. You can't put a price on that. Now, please, we are flying. Breathe. All right, Dave, ready to get into minute 20. As we're in the 19th of Jurassic World, the piggered little Raptor squad out in the clearing, and Owen went to work, yelling down hay and clicking his clicker, indicating for them to follow. As we open on minute 20, the Raptors fight amongst each other, 
and Owen yells out to him to watch it and to tighten it up. He wants him to stay in formation. At the 16 second mark, after the Raptors hold formation for a few seconds, Owen says good and we're moving and starts clicking again and walks along the catwalk above the animals. As he starts to move and lead the animals to another section of the pen, they start to fight each other. At the 23 second mark, he stops by a steel bucket hanging from the catwalk and yells out hold again and says that's good as the raptors once again focus on him. To reward the animals for their behaviour, he starts throwing them down a rat, one each. Lastly with blue, saying this one's for you. At the 50 second mark, after the animals are fed, he raises his hand and yells hold one more time. He lifts his hand, yelling eyes up, and as one, the raptors all lift their heads into the sky. And as the minute ends, he drops his hand, yelling go, and the raptors all run off to play. And this ends minute 20 of Jurassic World. Uh, as we continue into minute 20, Alan Command, the, camp, the um, raptor's eyes on me is sort of failing a bit. There's, um, he calls Blue's name again, clicks his clicker more, and that's when the lead raptor snaps her head back up, so she was obviously off looking at something else. Uh, Alan points to her and says, watch it. Um, he's obviously been talking to these animals for some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think they are understanding the non-commands? <laughs> I think they're like my old dachshund. They do understand them. They choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> choose to ignore? <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, on, on the right. Charlie's getting a bit distracted. And that's when Owen yells, Charlie, don't give me any, any of that shit. Which... They always had the glove off, man. <laughs> don't give me that shit. <laughs> uh... Excuse me. Uh, he points to another yelling, Delta, lock it up. And um, trying to get him to hold formation here, again showing um, really we don't really get uh, what's going on here, but this is sort of the culmination of a lot of time in training, trying to get the animals to follow his command and hold position. Because um, that's when he pauses and looks down over the animals, saying "good," then <laughs> starts clicking more, and and we're moving and <laughs> start moving around the paddock as he uh, walks along the catwalks. And uh, we cut down to ground level as Owen starts walking along the catwalk. Uh, as soon as he does, the raptors start snapping and hissing at each other. So there's not a lot of control, as you were saying before, with the Ibris Project. Blue's sort of there doing it, and they're sort of just sort of following her. And mm-hmm. I don't know how Hoskins isn't noticing this as well. <laughs> like the, we're going to get the comment later that this was a happy day. Normally it doesn't end like this. Well, you can see why. Mm-hmm. But Owen crosses another catwalk and stops in the middle where a uh, bucket is tied up to the railing and sort of yells hold again and then uh, bringing the raptors, or snapping them back to attention. And uh, and he yells to the raptors, yeah, that is good, that is damn good, and clicks some more, more of that damn clicker. And um, I wonder if they're just looking... (laughs) I just wonder if they're... uh, if they're looking at him because the food's there, it's, if, if I'm in my kitchen, the dog's looking at me, it's not because the dog <laughs> just cares about what I'm doing, it's because I've got a steak in my hand or something. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that it has a bit to do with it, but at the same time, it's like Pavlov's dog. You click the button and, and their mouth starts salivating regardless of the mice being there or not. You know? <laughs> 
Instead, it's Pavlov's Raptors. <laughs> and we get a shot here, too, of um, Charlie and Blue, and Blue's sort of snarling, um, which she, she it's like she realizes, yeah, we're being, <laughs> we're being trained here, and I don't like it. It's a little snarl there. I thought it was an interesting characteristic. But uh, that's when Owen starts throwing dead rats down uh, to the animals one at a time, calling their names. Uh, he stops when it's Blue's turn, telling her, this one's for you, which... Again, that bond is made with blue. Um, as the I author. remember, I remember again referring back to the um, Lego game profiles that it's mentioned that Owen feeds Blue last to remind her that she that she that she's not the alpha because <clears throat> this whole this whole movie again, like we keep pointing out, the Raptors follow Blue; they don't follow Owen. Blue or Blue follows Owen. So he feeds her last to keep her in line and make her make her not think that she's more important than she is in the pack structure. Mm. Yeah, I think when we get um, when the boys get to the raptor paddock later, they ask who's the alpha, and he says you're looking mm-hmm. at him or something. And I think they raise the question, what happens if they don't follow you or something? And we don't we don't get an answer to that. We see it later with the Indominus, but. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I do remember, I can't remember if it was in the movie or if it was part of the deleted scene where they ask him, are they safe? And he's like, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> he does not like the field field test happening. He does not like, he does not believe that they're ready. He does, he acknowledges they are dangerous animals and that they're not fully domesticated yet. Well, I think the only thing we get in the film is the fact that if I don't do it, they're going to make someone else do it or something. Yeah. But um, dead rats—they're not even chewing them; they're just swallowing them whole. I don't know what um, if these taste good. I'd... They obviously haven't uh, enjoyed the taste of flesh, human flesh, yet. So maybe later on they'll discover something a little bit more tasty. Mm. I'm sure it's like dog food, you know. I mean, their palate <laughs> probably isn't as developed as ours, so they really don't mind the flavor. It's yeah. meat to them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we cut back down to ground level again as he yells, hold one more time, and then eyes up. And as he does it, we get the shot of all four uh, raptors raise their heads as one. Uh, so they've 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 learnt this trick pretty well. They they're all doing this uh, in unison. And uh, as the minute ends, Owen pauses for some time, then drops his hand and yells, go. And the raptors all snarl and run off into the paddock to play. And that's the last we see of them for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it is disappointing that. Of the four raptors, we get head close-ups of three of them, but not my favorite, which is Echo. Because <laughs> Echo is a sassy little one here that we'll see in a minute, mm. or in a couple minutes, I should say. She's she's got tricks up her sleeves. <laughs> well, and that's the that's the other problem you have with um, introducing Blue as the leader and more of the air quotes main character for the raptors having mm-hmm. the others just sort of come in from time to time like when you rewatch Jurassic Park you know which one the big one is mm-hmm. when she looks at you you can tell she's working things out <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, moving over to novel comparisons briefly um, the uh, the scene with the raptors here in formation is a lot shorter um, of course the shit line isn't in the novel I don't know if that was an ad lib by Owen or 
if they just didn't put in an idolisation because it's for kids. Um, and the whole time Owen's talking to the raptors, the pig is still standing by the steel wall in the enclosure because it didn't escape. Um, which may be... Maybe something that was dropped, considering we do have uh, some people walking around with those lasso noose pole things um, mm-hmm. in the background here in a minute before we get the pig loose. So I don't know if they just use that to get the pig out of the pen or, or what, but I'll see what the novel explains as we uh, move forward. But Dave, that was minute 20. Anything else you want to discuss before we get out of here for today? No, I think we're good. All right, lovely. Lovely.